what is a conduit? It's just something that something else can flow through, can flow through. We're uh, building our house. We, we bought some property, and uh, we thought that we were going to be able to connect to some water uh, that was already running down our driveway. And so this water line ran down our driveway, been running there for years. And what I found out after I bought the, isn't it nice when you find things out afterward? And uh, what I found out after I bought the property is that the um, water line that that ran there was originally some rural company, and uh, Jonesboro City Water and Light had bought it from them. And so when these other houses that are off my drive were built, it was it was this rural company and you know they had a little more leeway in what they would do but Jonesboro and City Water and Light God bless them <laughs> and, and I do and I do thank God for them because I know their electric bills and water bills are about the cheapest you're going to find so I'm 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 being a little tongue in cheek there but um they they told me they said no you can't hook onto this water line I said, why not? They said, because you don't own the piece of ground that the water line's running down. And I said, but none of us do. I said, it's a permanent easement. I said, no, no, none of these neighbors who are already on it own it. They said, they're grandfathered in. And, and I said, um, well, this house that's over here was built just, from what I understand, a few years ago. And they said, yeah, it was, that was before we changed the rule. And, and now you can't hook onto this water line. And so, uh, I, I mean, I begged, I pleaded, and I, when I tell you that those, those folks over there are very uh, convinced in what they want to do, they were very convinced in what they were going to do. So, um, couldn't do that. So then we said we were going to drill a well, and, um, and we got a guy out there, and he came out, and he drilled a well, and babe, do you remember how, how deep he went? I, I think we got around 300 and... Uh, something feet uh, deep and he wasn't getting anything and so he called a uh, some people that uh, had drilled wells in our area for years and uh, talked to some old timers who, who were retired didn't do it anymore but they said um, they said oh you can never get water on that side of the ridge and uh, and by the way it's pretty expensive to drill a well even one that's dry, so y'all know. And at and at that point, we, we had poured our slab for our house, and had it was it was I mean it was plumbed, you know, and and the slab had been poured, and and uh, I called and I said, stop everything. I said, don't go any farther, because if I'm gonna be out all this money, I don't want you to keep adding to it. And we said, what are we going to do? And long story short, um, the Kisslings and I, because we had bought a piece of property together, we had to buy a piece of ground up by the highway. How many of y'all have ever been around by my house? Y'all know how far away from the highway I live? I had to buy a piece of ground on, by the highway on the other side of, from where my house is and uh, run that buy a piece of ground from Ben cause, because I didn't own that piece of ground and I had to buy a 10 foot piece of ground from Ben 
or he deeded it to me. So I got to be good to him. He's been kind to me. To run that water line all the way to my house. And I'm saying that to say this. I found out that you can use a conduit to run water well over a thousand feet to get it to your house. But it was nice to have that conduit when the well wouldn't work. I had a conduit which would allow the, the, the water that I needed to flow to my house. And thank the Lord it's got all the pressure that it needs to get to my house. And I said all of that to gripe a little bit, but mainly to tell you, <laughs> mainly to tell you the importance of there being a conduit. And there is nothing so powerful hardly in all the world as people of God who have turned themselves over to the Lord to become a conduit for his power and his authority to flow through. In all of the world, do you understand that the scripture said that that the spirit of Antichrist is even now among us. And it was when, when the New Testament was being written, it was among them at that time. And it said, only he that let it will let until that day that the spirit of God is taken away. What that means is that the only thing that is holding back the Antichrist, that spirit that is so anti-God, so anti-Christ, the only thing that is holding that spirit back right now in all of this world is the church of the living God. Sometimes we forget just how powerful we really are. Well, it's just little old me and, 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 and all I can do, I've had, I've had some people come to me and say, Pastor, I can't do much. All I can do is pray. And, and I've told them, don't you understand what a powerful ministry prayer is? When you pray, you are holding back the enemy. When you pray, you are keeping that spirit that wants to pervade in this world from coming in to every place it wants to. The only thing that has kept this world to the point that it is currently in is the fact that there is an apostolic church that has praying people that are a part of it. And we need, as saints of God, to be conduits of his power and of his spirit through prayer through prayer and so uh it is it is so important that we give ourselves to prayer we've got to give ourselves to prayer prayer is not something we just do before we eat prayer is not just something we do for the sick at church prayer over everything in our lives prayer because we believe that prayer changes outcomes. We believe that prayer changes situations from being one way to another way. We really believe that prayer has the ability to go into the spiritual dimension and begin to take authority and dominion over spirits that would oppose us and would oppose our families and would oppose the people of God. Prayer is so very powerful. If prayer was not powerful, why on earth would Jesus, God, manifest in flesh, have prayed? Why would Jesus have prayed if there was no power in prayer? There'd been, if, if, if prayer did nothing even for the Almighty God, why? Why would he have prayed? Some, somebody would say, well, he did it just as an example. No, Jesus prayed when nobody was looking. Scripture said the spirit 
took him into the wilderness. After he was baptized of John the Baptist, Spirit took him into the wilderness. And he, uh, he went up there and he fasted and he prayed for 40 days. He was alone. Um, you follow his life, you follow his ministry, you'll find that Jesus had a habit of going to the temple at the hour of prayer. Jesus had a habit of slipping away to places and praying. Didn't matter who was with him. Didn't matter if there was a few. It didn't matter if there was one. It didn't matter if there was zero. Jesus had a habit of prayer. And if, and, and if he who is God manifest in flesh understood the power of prayer, how in the world do I think I could possibly make it without prayer? How can I make it without prayer? Folks, I'm going to tell you something I have learned. It is not powerful church services that keep me. That went over like a lead balloon. It is not powerful church services that keep me. It is a prayer life that keeps me. It is a prayer life because that is where my, that is where my constant connection to God comes in. And so Jesus, when he prayed, and if you go study some of his prayers that we have recorded, most of them we don't have recorded. But if you'll study those prayers that we do have recorded of his, you will... Find out that when he prayed, he did not pray haphazardly. He prayed, when I am calling tonight, kingdom prayers. Kingdom prayers. Let's look at Matthew chapter number 6 and verse number 33. Matthew 6 and 33. The scripture says, but seek ye First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. And he's talking about what you eat, what you drink, how you're going to be clothed, where you're going to stay, all of those things. But the, the, the commandment here is seek ye first the kingdom of God. If we are going to pray kingdom prayers, we have got to learn to seek first the kingdom of God. There has got to be something in us that cries out that says, I recognize that there is something so much greater than this world. There is something so much more permanent than this vapor that I'm a part of right now. I want to be connected to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. So we seek first his kingdom. I would tell you that as we seek his kingdom... That means we must live his kingdom message. We must live his kingdom message. If we are seeking the kingdom of God, and I'm going to get all of this wrapped around into prayer tonight, but if we are seeking the kingdom of God, we must live the kingdom message. We don't live just any message. We don't live what just anybody says. We live the kingdom message. Scripture tells us, that John the Baptist came preaching the kingdom of God. Scripture tells us that Jesus, he came preaching the kingdom of God. The disciples in Matthew 10 preach the kingdom of God. The apostles in Acts 28 preached the kingdom of God. And all, all through the scripture you're going to find this principle. Particularly in the gospels. That they preached the kingdom of God. 
We were told in Luke 17 that the kingdom is within you. We were told in Romans 14 that the kingdom is in the Holy Ghost. We are told in 1 Corinthians that the kingdom is not in word, but it is in power. The kingdom of God is in power. And so when we begin to pray kingdom prayers, when we connect with what the Spirit of God is wanting to do, and we begin to pray kingdom prayers like Jesus prayed, we're not just praying prayers that appease our flesh. We're not just praying prayers that are about me and my needs. And we're not just praying prayers that have to do with me, myself, and I. But when we begin to pray kingdom prayers that are the pr- kind of prayers that, that change the world as Jesus prayed, when we begin to pray those kinds of prayers, we will begin to see exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think when we pray kingdom prayers. When we pray kingdom prayers. Uh, I, I, I want to point out a few uh, principles of the kingdom very quickly before we move on tonight. Uh, Matthew 16 verses 18 and 19 says this. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter. And this is right after Peter has uh, declared who Jesus is. He said, who do men say I, the son of man, am? And they said, Jeremiah, Elijah, John the Baptist. He said, but who do you say that I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And so he says to him, he said, you're blessed, Peter. Uh, this, is, this is revelation that has come to you. He said, I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Do you understand that when we begin to pray kingdom prayers, we can bind things on earth, and they will be bound in heaven. And we can loose things on earth, and they will be loosed in heaven. That is why we are not stepping too far afield. And we're not getting weird or crazy. When we step out and we begin to pray kingdom prayers as we are prompted by the Holy Ghost. And we say, I take authority over. And we begin to name things that we feel like is coming against us. And we take authority over those things. We need to have more services like that. We don't need to be afraid to take authority and dominion over the things that are opposing us. Do you hear what I'm preaching tonight? We do not need to be afraid to take authority over these things. It is not the will of God that we are ever subject to our enemy. He said, you are not the tail, but I have made you the head and not the tail. Right? He said, I I feel like preaching a little bit tonight now, all right? He said, I have made you the head and not the tail. That means you go before and you don't come behind. You are not walking behind your enemy. 
Your enemy does not hold you at bay. The devil does not hold this church at bay. The devil does not hold you at bay. The devil does not hold my family at bay. He doesn't have any authority to do that. Because I've got a God who has made me the head and not the tail. So I have the ability, when he begins to push his limits and see how far he can get with me, I have the ability to say, not today, devil. I didn't know I was going to say it like that, but I like the way I just said that. Not today, devil. I can look at him and say, it's not happening today. You want, me to get, you want me to get all consumed with anger. or You want me to be consumed with bitterness. Or you want me, me to be consumed with jealousy. Or you want me to be consumed with pity. Boy, I feel like preaching about things we don't preach about very often. But I'm going to tell you something. It's a shame when people who are filled with the Holy Ghost living for God walk around in a pity party all the time. You just waiting for somebody to ask you what's wrong all the time. Well, let me turn around and preach this way for a minute. There's some folks, all they want is somebody to ask them what's wrong. And every time you talk to them, something's got to be wrong. Well, I'm going to tell you, you're not walking in kingdom authority. And it's evident to me you're not praying any kingdom prayers. Because if we were praying kingdom prayers, we'd be taking authority over things. We'd be walking in victory. We'd be walking in the things that God wants us to walk in. Joy, peace. Is this too much for a Wednesday night? All right. We have the keys of the kingdom. There are some things we can bind. There are some things we can bind on earth. They will be bound in heaven. This is a principle of the kingdom. There's another principle of the kingdom. It's found in Matthew chapter number 10. Matthew chapter number 10. And going to go to verse number 1. And let's see. I'm going to read through verse number 8. And I'm going to come back on another Wednesday night probably. I'm going to deal some more with this. I feel like the Lord's... Open some things up to me. They're very powerful about this. Uh, but let's just read verses 1 through 8 tonight. When he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. He lists the 12 apostles. I'm going to skip that for now. Let's go to verse number 5. These 12 Jesus sent forth. And commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles. Don't go into any city of the Samaritans. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Now watch this. Freely ye have received. Freely give. Freely you have received, freely give. There's two things I need to point out. One just jumped out to me a moment ago. But he said, you don't go to the Gentiles and you don't go to the Samaritans. He said, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So I'm going to tell you tonight, there's some things that before we can take it to the streets and before we can take it to the world, we've got to get it right in the church. Before we're going to be able to preach some things to people who don't believe in God or people who who have a 
a, a false view of God and have embraced a false doctrine. Before we're ever going to be able to convince them, we've got to convince ourselves. And one of the problems we have is that we're not always convinced about what we say we're convinced about. Y'all ready? I'm, I, I, you know, I, y'all know I like to take my glasses off so I can't see faces. So, Y'all think I'm kidding, but I'm, there's a whole lot of truth to that. So I can't see your faces. Y'all just buckle up and, 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 and don't be pulling your feet up under the chair because I'm about to step on toes. But let me just tell you, let me just tell you something right now. If we really believed in the power of prayer and the power of coming together and praying like they did on the day of Pentecost, we'd call uh, churchwide prayer and everybody'd want to show up to prayer. I know sometimes we got stuff keeps us out, so I'm giving you your disclaimer, okay? You've got your disclaimer. That's all right. I, I understand there's some things that, that prohibit us from being here at times. But it should not be that I can't ever get to prayer meeting. If, I really, if I'm really convinced what prayer will do, I'm getting to prayer meeting. Because I understand that when I gather together with the people of God and we begin to join together and we unite in faith and we unite believing God for things, I'm telling you there is no telling what God will do when we come together in that kind of unified prayer. God did not pour out the Holy Ghost to one person praying. God did not pour out the Holy Ghost to people who weren't in unity praying. But the scripture said, uh, now on the day of Pentecost, they were all with one mind and in one accord. They were all praying together. They had, they had focused. They had unified. They had one goal and one goal only. And that was God, whatever your promise is, we want it to come. And he sent the promise, did he not? On the day of Pentecost, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And it went from there to the streets. And it was only when they got it in the, in the church that they could take it to the streets. Woo! Is this all right? And if we're going to take this to the streets, we've got to make sure we've got it in the church. If there is any place that believes in the power of prayer, it's got to be this place. It's got to be this place. You've got to believe with, with me in the power of prayer. I've got to believe with you in the power of prayer. Otherwise, we will be a limited church. We are doing so good right now, y'all. We will be a limited church if we do not unite in prayer. If, if all we have is a small percentage of this church who will believe God in prayer, then all we're going to experience are small things. But if we can get a strong contingency of this church to believe God in prayer, we will experience strong things through the power of the Holy Ghost. We must believe in the power of praying. We must believe in the power of praying. 
So he told him, he said, don't go to the Gentiles, don't go to the Samaritans, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Tonight, that's what I'm doing for all of us. I'm saying, come on, y'all, let's pray. Come on, y'all, let's join in the power of prayer. Let's go ahead and connect to what God wants to do. Some of us haven't heard from God in far too long because we haven't hit our knees. You hit your knees at this altar, but you don't ever hit your knees in your daily lives and say, God, direct me. God, help me. Lord, am I leading my family the way you want me to lead my family? God, am I the kind of husband you're calling me? me to be lord am i the wife you've called me to be some of us don't ever seek god for none of those things the only thing we seek him for is god heal my headache or god take care of my body but the lord's saying there's more needs fixing than just your headache and just your body there's some things in our spirit that needs to get right and when we pray kingdom prayers we'll get off of all the material things and we'll get off all the selfish things and we'll start connecting to the things that will move this church forward would you clap your hands and give God praise hallelujah hallelujah he's the second thing I wanted to point out in this passage of scripture is that he said freely ye have received so now freely you must give if we have received of God if we have received of God through prayer then how much more should we want to help others Through the power of prayer. If I have been a recipient of God's goodness through prayer. Then I want to throw my voice into the chorus of prayer. So that my voice can help somebody else in their time of need. There are people at any given time in this church walking through deep valleys. There's people in this church that fight battles. There's people in this church that go through things. There's not a week goes by probably that I don't get calls on my phone of somebody saying, I need you to pray with me, Pastor, about something. I don't, I, I don't want it to just be one or two praying, but I want this church to be connected to each other. When one part of this body hurts, all this body should hurt. If you're going through something, I'm going through something. We should all... We should, we're just one body. What happens if you're outside and you're doing something and, 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 and you're hammering and, 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 and you miss that nail? Anybody ever done that? Let me tell you a story. <laughs> Mark Price, real good friend of mine. We were at camp one year. And uh, uh, we were getting ready to play softball after the campers had played. And we were going to play with the preachers. And uh, that's what we always said. The preacher's going to play. So we were going to play with the preachers. And, and so Mark's warming up and, and, and catching and throwing. And, and he's talking to somebody. And may, I was there. I don't know if he was talking to me maybe. But he's looking over and, and, uh-huh, and looks back to catch that ball. And that guy didn't realize that Mark was looking away before he let go of it. And he threw it. And that ball just hit him perfect in the nose hard broke his nose it was it was horrible and so (laughs) poor mark got bandaged up i'm not (laughs) laughing i am laughing sorry i'm not laughing because i'm glad i'm 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 just tickled a little bit shouldn't be but i am i'm human y'all pray for me (laughs) so mark they got him all bandaged up and when somebody breaks their nose right, I mean, you, you know it for weeks, you know. 
I mean, he's just swollen up. <laughs> Y'all don't ever tell Mark about this, okay? I mean, he looked horrible, and, and I mean, I mean, black eyes, you know, he just, he's just, uh, it, it was bad, and so um, he walked around with bandages, he had a, some kind of special bandage on his face for a long time, and we were building our church in Gurdon at that time, so Mark came over with his dad, and if anybody was ever going to do something clumsy, it was Mark Price, and so we were building, and we had a wall up, and and uh, and he was trying to nail that wall to uh, where, where two walls had come together. He's trying to nail it. And so he's up there hammering. And he he's all bandaged up. And he just he's hammering away and just backs that hammer right into his nose. <laughs> Mark dropped that hammer, grabbed his nose. He walked over. He's crying. It was bad. <laughs> the point I was going to make is this. <laughs> when one part of the body hurts, the rest of the body comes to help. Boy, Mark, I mean, he's just, he's a, he was in a ball on the floor just, you know, and and hurting so bad and and that's what happens when your body hurts the the rest of your body you hit your arm your your, your other your hand comes over and that's what the body does when we hurt that's what we've got to do we won't do that if we're not praying kingdom prayers with the spirits beginning to flow through us because i don't know all the time everything everybody's going through but the spirit does and when i begin to pray kingdom prayers the spirit begins to pray through me and, and, and the Lord begins to say things that I don't even know to say. And the Holy Ghost begins to flow. And I'm praying things in the Holy Ghost. I'll never even understand them. Yet I'm, I'm making progress. And I'm being effective. We must understand. Freely we have received. Freely we must give. If people have poured prayer into me, I want to pour prayer into them. We need intercessors in this church. We need intercessors in this church. I apologize for not preaching like this more often. I'm feeling right now how I need to do it. I feel the, I feel the Lord just kind of blessing this right now. We need intercessors in this church. People who will hit their knees and pray and pray and seek God and allow the Spirit to pray through them, to flow through them, so that we can take authority over things. There is no telling how many of us have been the recipient at some point in time when somebody else hit their knees in prayer? I, I remember the story of anybody ever heard of the Freemans who were missionaries? Were they Africa, wasn't it? The Freemans were missionaries to Africa, Bugs and Nona. And um, uh, Nona wrote a book years later called Shouting on the Hills. And in that book, she told a story about her mother. Uh, what was her mother's name? Anybody remember? It, it escapes me, but her mother was a praying woman. And she said uh, one day she was uh, washing dishes, I believe. And as she's washing dishes, um, she felt an overwhelming burden come over her. Pray for Bugs and Nona right now. Right now you've got to pray for Bugs and Nona. And, she, and as she did, she even looked at her 
at her watch to see what time it was. I don't know if because the kids were coming home from school, the rest of them, or what. She saw what time it was. She hit her knees. She began to pray. She prayed for some time in the Holy Ghost. Uh, didn't, didn't know what for. Just felt a burden to pray for them until finally that burden passed. And it was months later, maybe even over a year later, Bugs and Nona were back from Africa for uh, some time here in the States. And they're sitting, her and uh, Nona and her mom are sitting and they're talking. And she said, you know, Mom, she said, we had such a, a horrible situation that came to be. And I can't remember exactly what the situation was, but their lives were in jeopardy. And some people had risen up against them and were coming to, to kill them. And their lives were in jeopardy. And, and she said, uh, we didn't know what we were going to do. There was about a certain amount of time there. And she said how, how many minutes it was that I guess these people were surrounding them and telling them what they were going to do. And she said, and then all of a sudden they just got up and left. And, 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 and they never came back. And, and she said, what day was it? And, and she told her what day it was. She said, what time was it? She told her what time. And her mom went and looked at her calendar. She'd written down that day when it was and the time and they did the time change and it all matched up where the Lord had impressed upon her to pray for Bugs and Nona that day and it was her prayers that had brought them through that situation thank God for that kind of prayer we need those kind of kingdom praying people in, a, in sanctuary church we've got to have them freely we have received freely we must give freely we must give Hallelujah. Would somebody just say praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 6 and 9. He said, after this manner, therefore, pray ye. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Notice, if you will pay attention to this, and you can also find this in Luke 11. But notice that the verbs in this prayer, they are in the imperative tense. They are not, they, we are not instructed to ask God to do these things. These are, not, these, these are the imperative tense. This is not things we are to ask God to do. But we are told to command these things. We are instructed by Jesus to command these things to be done in earth as it is in heaven. He said, when you pray, this is how you ought to pray. Don't be asking for all of this, but declare it. Thy kingdom come. He's, he didn't tell us to say, Lord, would you please let your kingdom come? He said, sometimes you've just got to stand up and understand that there's Holy Ghost power working in you. And you've got to declare, let your kingdom come now. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed the kingdom of God to be there right then? I didn't need him to come in 10 minutes. I didn't need him to come in 10 days. Every once in a while, there's a situation where I say, God, I need your kingdom to come right now. There are things that we are directed by the Lord to command to be done in the earth. We must get bold in our prayers. We must get bold in our prayers. 
We should not, we should not be weak when we go to God in prayer. And I think that this is one thing that we have become far too accustomed to, is we have gotten way too used to asking for things instead of declaring things. But kingdom prayer is not the kind of prayer where we say, well, would you, would you could you, uh, maybe that's not how kingdom prayer goes. Kingdom prayer says, I take authority right now. In the name of Jesus, I command everything that's trying to bother my children. These things that have been battling my kids, I come against it right now in the name that is above every other name. And I command for you to leave my children alone, devil. Get your hands off of them. I'm not asking him to do it. I'm commanding some things to be done. We've got to get bold in our prayers. We must not be mealy-mouthed in our prayers, but we've got to step out there by faith, understanding that the same God who spoke the world into existence is the same God that is prompting us to pray for these things. It's the Spirit of the Lord. I am thankful for the power of kingdom praying. And I am telling this church, and I'm not done here tonight, so I'll stop right there. But I am telling this church, we must get to the place where we are willing to give it all we've got. We must get to the place that we are willing to pray the kind of prayers that God wants us to pray. Not just the kind of prayers that Christendom tells us we can pray. But we've got to pray powerful prayers. We've got to pray apostolic prayers. We've got to pray them. We've got to pray them. Those disciples, when they were, when they were uh, uh, arrested, and they said, By whose authority have you been doing these things? And they said, By the authority of the name of Jesus. And they said, Well, here's the deal. We're going to let you go, but only if you don't preach in that name no more. And, and they, said, they said, We can't do that. We can't do that. And they said, If you do, we're going to straightly shut you up in jail. And they said, well, you just do what you got to do, but we're going to do what we've got to do. And they get back to where, the, where they were all meeting together. And they said, they didn't say, Lord, if it would be, if, if you wouldn't mind to do it, um, God, if, 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 if it wouldn't be too much to ask, would you grant us boldness that we can preach in your name and, and do these things that, that you've called us to do? That ain't how they did it. They got down to pray, and they said, Lord, grant us boldness. They didn't ask him to do it. They said, Lord, give us boldness. Because, why? Because they knew they were in the will of God. And if we know we're in the will of God, we don't have to ask permission. He said, I'm not waiting for you to ask permission of me. I already told you, if you bind it in earth, I'll bind it in heaven. You don't have to ask me to bind it. I'm waiting for you. My goodness, he's waiting for us. And I've come to declare tonight, it's time we start praying bold prayers. It's time we start declaring things that are not. As though they already were. Stand and clap your hands and give God praise tonight. Somebody shout right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray right now that everybody in this room will be endued with a boldness that will come over them. 
Over the next 24 hours, God, you are going to prompt your people, Lord, to pray prayers that are beyond what they have prayed before. You are going to put boldness in our spirit to declare things that are not as though they already were. God, you are going to prompt us to declare things, not to ask them, but to declare what is already the determined will of God. And it's going to come upon this church, and we're about to see some, uh, we're about to have some testimonies and reports come back of what has happened when we begin to pray in faith. Kingdom prayers in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I bind when people get kneel down to pray. And they're wondering if they're going to be able to pray this kind of bold prayer. I bind the fear that would come over them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I bind it over them right now. Don't let it have its way, God. I'm binding it on earth. Lord, you bind it in heaven. Lord, I'm praying right now that your perfect will would be released on them. And that your spirit will come over them as they pray. And they will pray for things in the spirit. And they will pray prayers that they don't even know the power of what they're praying. They don't even know the effect that they are having, God. But you are going to allow your spirit to move through them as they become conduits. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I declare it. I declare it. I declare it. Would you just go ahead and say, I receive it tonight? Somebody receive it tonight. Hallelujah. 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 You need to pray a kingdom prayer this week. You need to pray a kingdom prayer this week. Don't pray some prayer that's not bold. Don't pray a prayer that is weak. Don't pray a prayer that is just about you. Don't pray a prayer that is full of questions. Pray a prayer that is full of boldness. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. This is what God is calling us to do. Hallelujah. Anybody know the presence of the Lord's here tonight helping us? I'll come back and finish this at another time. But that's your assignment for this week. You need to go home and pray some bold prayers. Over the next 24 hours, God's going to move on you. It's going to be about, you, you may not know exactly what to pray for, but you're going to feel a burden come over you in some, in, for maybe somebody or something. You're going to feel a burden come over you. You give yourself to it, and you pray in boldness, and let God move through you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Are you glad you're in the house of the Lord tonight? Hallelujah. Please don't forget.